Welcome to the Inside Scoop Live podcast, where indie authors get personal about their books, their writing, and their passions. I'm your host, Sherry Hoyt. Join me for some lively conversations with debut indie authors and seasoned veterans alike. It's a great place to find your next amazing read or even get inspired. So sit back and enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Hi, everyone. Today, my guest is Nancy Stolman, author of Going Short, an invitation to flash fiction. It's a compact but comprehensive guide that teaches writers how to write flash fiction. Whether you're a writer who's never experimented in flash fiction but would like to, or one who has tried it but would like to take a deeper dive into the process to take your writing to the next level, then this book is all you really need. Before we get started, here's the inside scoop on the author. Nancy Stolman's book, Going Short, An Invitation to Flash Fiction, won a 2021 Reader Views Gold Award and was re-released as an audiobook in 2022. Her other books include After the Rapture, which is forthcoming in 2023, Madame Velvet's Cabaret of Oddities, and The Vixen Scream and Other Bible Stories, among others. Her work has appeared in the Norton Anthology, New Micro, Exceptionally Short Fiction, and the Best Small Fictions 2019, as well as adapted for both the stage and screen. She teaches at the University of Colorado Boulder and around the world. To learn more about Nancy Stolman and her work, visit her website at nancystolman.com. Well, hi, Nancy. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, Going Short, An Invitation to Flash Fiction? What is it all about? So Going Short is all about flash fiction which for those of you who don't know what flash fiction is, flash fictions are compressed stories. So they're typically under a thousand words and they tell a story. So it's different than say prose poetry. So going short is really about, you know, what is it? Why should you write it? How to write it? What it's not? And really one of these books for people who have just discovered this entire genre of flash fiction and are wanting to go a little bit deeper. I've been working in flash fiction for about 15 years now. And throughout that time, I always have had people, whether I'm teaching you know, at the university or workshops or retreats or whatever, people are always asking me like, is there a book about flash fiction that I can read or a book about flash fiction that I can give to my writer friend? And there isn't, <laughs> there, <laughs> not really. So I decided about 10 years ago, that I was going to write that book, but not realizing what an undertaking that was. So mm. I'm really excited that it's actually in the world now. Yeah, yeah. So I know you've written several full length novels. How did you first become interested in Flash? Uh, and most of the books that I've written have now been Flash um, influenced. So I haven't written big novella tomes at this point or novel mm. tomes. But um, I, I discovered flash fiction when I was writing a, quote, traditional novel. And I was kind of banging my head up against it, didn't know what was wrong. I was just feeling like I wasn't getting to the point fast enough. And I was in graduate school at the time. So it would have been like 2008, seven or eight. And I discovered flash fiction. And then I went back to my novel and I was like, wait a minute, like maybe I don't need to say any of that at all. And it just became this liberating process where I just started cutting and slashing and taking out all of that connective tissue throughout the whole novel. 
until it became what I call a flash novel. And I published it in 2009 as a flash novel. Mm. And ever since then, I have just been a real disciple of the flash fiction form and the way it encourages and requires writers to be so precise about what it is they want to say. There's not that room for sort of languishing and indulging ourselves the way we can have when there is no boundary. When you've got flash fiction as your boundary, a thousand words, you suddenly realize very quickly what is necessary and what's not. And I Mm. think it's an incredible way to look at your work, whether you plan to write flash fiction or anything else. I think it just makes you a better writer. Yeah. When I first heard the term flash fiction, and I knew very little about it, I kind of made the comparison to Twitter. And I I know that's not a good comparison, but I, I feel like it takes a certain amount of precision to be able to get your point across in a certain number of characters. What are your thoughts on that? I have two kind of feelings about that. One is that yes, absolutely, there's an enormous amount of skill in making something small and precise and compact and to actually hit the target in a limited amount of space. The only reason that I would shy away from comparing it to something like Twitter is Mm. because as the genre has grown and it's still very, it's hugely popular in the underground, but there have been people in traditional publishing who've been kind of like turning their nose up at it. Like Mm. it's like, it's some sort of like trick or, you know, there's this idea that, oh, this is great for beginners or, you know, this is a really cute party trick that you're doing, you know, and not really giving it its due. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's very easy to look at something and say, oh, it's small. Well, it must be easier. Oh, it's small. This would be a good you know, beginner, you know, let me bring this to my elementary school kids, they'll be great at flash fiction, you know. Mm. And I think that if that were true, then poetry would be the easiest thing of all. And we should all be writing poetry, you know what I mean? Right. We know how complex and beautiful and, and everything poetry can be. So I, I find that flash fiction is really in that intersection between story and poetry. You know, it's telling stories, but it's doing it with that same precision and that same awareness of white space and getting kind of to the heart of things very quickly. So to me, I think it takes more skill and it actually takes more skill as a reader because we're not, you know, chewing and digesting everything for you. Oh, right, right. You've got to kind of fill in Mm -hmm. what's not being said. Um, Exactly. And, you know, I think a lot of readers will appreciate that because we don't want to be told every little thing the character's doing. I mean, leave some of it to my imagination, you know. Absolutely. It, I think it makes the text more, like you you begin to own the text a little bit more. When you're coming up with the discoveries yourselves rather than having it kind of fed to you, then, you know, every time you read it, you're going to discover something new. And these are the sort of texts that you can go back to over and over. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned transforming your full-length novel into a flash novel. Can you tell us about some of the other forms of flash fiction? It's an evolving genre, which I think is really exciting. And I think it's like a privilege to be on the forefront of a literary movement, because I don't think that every generation gets to be part of a literary movement. So I find that to be very exciting. Mm. And so there are a lot of kind of offshoots of things that are happening, I would say, you know, flash fiction is your basic a thousand word story, really the genesis of this kind of movement towards brevity. But then from there, 
there's been a whole offshoot of microfiction, mm. which is even shorter, like 300 words or less. And then there has been a whole movement towards book length work that are comprised of flash fictions, like flash fiction chapters that make up a more epic story or a compressed novel. I've seen, you know, now flash memoir. I've seen you know, historical fiction flash, you know, any of the genres oh, wow. have now been embracing flash fiction as a way to tell stories. And for me, you know, as a former novelist, I just feel like um, I love the possibilities with that, like novel in flashes or flash novel form. I just find that that really satisfies both of the urges like that, that yeah. flash fiction urge, but also that um, desire to be on a longer journey. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like writers need to have any experience to create flash fiction? Or is it embraceable by the novice as well as the more seasoned author? Well, I would say that there are basics of writing that's just true no matter what genre you're in. So mm -hmm. um, if you're coming to writing brand new, then I would say, yes, there's much to learn about writing in general. Uh, and you can learn that through writing flash fiction. You can learn that through writing poetry. You can learn that through writing uh, longer works. But you're going to have to learn some of those basics for sure. Mm -hmm. My book sort of assumes that the people coming to it have some experience with writing. So I don't start at the very basics of writing. But I kind of jump into what makes flash special and unique. So I would say, yeah, I think it's a great place to start as a writer or it's a great place for an experienced writer to come to to kind of refine their craft and to rethink maybe the way that they're doing things. It, it has a whole set of skills that you can then put into your toolbox. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have a certain technique you follow? Because I know word count is obviously important, uh, but when is it important? Like, do you spill mm -hmm. out a first draft and then kind of cut your words later? Or how does that work for you? I do. And I think I've been writing it for so long now that I, I really never look at the word count. I, I never go over a thousand words or mm. even close to over a thousand words. So I don't have to look at the word count anymore. <laughs> um, but earlier I did, you know, and earlier I would write something and I'd kind of spill it all out, like you say, and then I would go back and see where my word count was and start to sculpt it. The same practice happens for me now. I spill out a first draft, but my first drafts might be 500 words, and then I might take it down to 350 by the time I'm done. So it's mm -hmm. the same process, but I've learned over the years how to really push against that boundary and how to really get what I need to say said. And I think the skill for me, and other flash writers may have different take on this, but for me, the skill is not to try and write the entire epic story in miniature, mm. but to find a really poignant and telling slice of the whole thing and let that kind of stand for the whole. Now, there's one section in your book where you are showing readers how to cut and, and slice and sculpt, like you mentioned. You take a story and then you cut it in half and then you cut it in half again. And I don't know if you do it a third time, but I just thought that whole process was amazing. And I think that was my favorite part of the whole book. Yes. So that is the example of my story, Death Row Hugger, which, uh, you know, I've been telling my students for years, students and fellow writers, to take your story and cut it in half. So whatever the word count is, cut it in half and then cut it in half again. And this is an exercise 
that I first learned from a writer named Bruce Taylor. Mm. And he, he does a wonderful version of that on Festival Review's uh, website. But I decided, you know, it's only fair if I'm publishing this book that I should do it to my own story and to even a favorite story. So I picked a story that was already published and that was a favorite of mine, uh, Death Row Hugger. And it was only about 250 or 60 words to begin with. So Uh it wasn't long to begin with. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm going to cut it in half. I took it down to 120 or whatever. And then again, I took it down to about 60 words. So there's three versions of the story in going short and each one you can see how I was forced to make decisions about what was really necessary if I had to cut it in half and what must stay and I think that kind of precision is so useful for a writer to know like what is absolutely necessary and what could go if I needed to let something go yeah I think that would be helpful for all writers, flash or not. But Mm -hmm. I I thought the story was amazing. When I read the first version with the 250 words or or however many words it was, and I thought it was a great story. And then the second version where you cut it in half, I was like, oh, my gosh, that made the first version sound so wordy almost. (laughs) (laughs) It was it's like I adapted, I adjusted to reading the shorter version and, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, in your book, Going Short, you talk about several uh, flash myths. What is the biggest misconception about writing flash? Yeah, well, one of them I have touched on already, this sort of idea that if it's short, it must be easy. Mm. And I think uh, another one that kind of goes along with that is is just this sort of... um, preference let's say in the publishing world to long you know like bigger is better and so there's this idea that you know a small thing is cute but a big thing is important Mm -hmm. you know a big thing you know the bigger it is the more important it must be (laughs) and that's just not true you know and but i would say that the the biggest myth the one that really gets me is this idea that readers have short attention spans and that this is why flash fiction is so popular you know? and <sighs> and you know it's like yes we all have busy lives and short attention spans but i'm not convinced that readers of serious literature are out there looking for some potato chips to throw in their mouth in between like meetings you know this right. is not what's going on here and i think it goes along a little bit with this idea of, of twitter that we were talking about earlier just this this idea of not taking the crafting of something tiny to be an art form. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, kind of dismissing the readers of flash fiction as having a short attention span kind of just dismisses both the writing and the readers. Because yeah. I find that the readers of flash fiction tend to be extremely sophisticated and wanting to kind of go into that experience and then resonate on that for the rest of the day. I read a flash fiction piece and I'm thinking about it for the rest of the day, perhaps. Mm -hmm. I can't read it before I go to bed. (laughs) You're thinking about it all night. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, as a reader, if my attention is distracted, it's the writing's not calling to me for some Mm -hmm. reason. And that would be the only reason I think. Mm -hmm. And I read a lot. So. (laughs) Right. Right. Now, we've been talking about flash fiction up until now, and yet the chapters in Going Short are written in flash style, I guess. Yep. So is there such a, a format as flash nonfiction, or has your writing style just kind of been rewired? 
Both, <laughs> both really. You know, as people are embracing flash fiction, it's, and that's why I call it kind of flash or flash fiction in the book too, because I do think, you know, plenty of stories are nonfiction and plenty of stories, you know, fall into other categories. So mm-hmm. I just think of it as flash writing in some way, but yes, it was a huge revelation for me in the 10 year process of writing this book <laughs> that of course the chapters should be flash length. Of course I should like be demonstrating the style as I'm writing about it. So it seems like quite a revelation at the time because now it just seems obvious that of course I should have done that, but uh, it really changed the trajectory of the book and really helped things snap into place for me. Yeah, yeah. I love your enthusiasm, reading your book first and then feeling like you found something you didn't even know you were looking for and now it's your passion and it's just mm-hmm. I love that because it's like you never really know where you're gonna find your passion and that yeah, just really that. that's what I thought of when I was reading your book so I hope that's true for you I hope you're doing your passion yes, <laughs> absolutely and I'm so glad that you took that away uh, I've been so happily pleasantly surprised to hear from people, from readers who aren't even writers, who read the book, you know, who might be Mm. musicians or, you know, just don't consider themselves artistic people, but they were like, you know, the creative process is, is like life, you know, like everything you're talking about for writing is actually about life too, Mm. you know, And, and that was really unexpected. So I've, I've been really pleased to see how it's been resonating with readers. Yeah. Now, I'm curious what kind of advice you would give someone starting out in flash fiction or wanting to start out in flash fiction? Right. I think the best thing you can do is to start reading flash fiction and reading a lot of it. I think that was the best education that I gave myself. Mm. Um, In 2008 and nine, I actually started a small press with a bunch of people from graduate school and we decided to put out some flash fiction anthologies. So we did that for about five years. And in putting out flash fiction anthologies, you have to read a lot of flash fiction, a lot, a lot, a lot of submissions. Mm. And I think in reading submissions and just kind of completely immersing myself in so many different people's styles and voices and concepts. And this is really still in the early days of flash fiction when not a lot of people were writing it. It was the best education I could have given myself, just figuring out what I liked, why I liked it, what worked, what didn't work, what was a story and what wasn't. That was a conversation that we had a lot at the press, um, you know, people sending in things that looked like, you know, they were prose, they used sentences, but they mm. weren't really telling a story. They mm. were still what I would put more in the prose poetry category. So. Um, it was the best education I could have given myself. And I think reading a lot of flash fiction is the way to go. I recommend the anthologies because I think that you're going to get the biggest cross section of people writing about different things and different styles. The gold standard, I would say, is the Norton anthologies, the ones put out by uh, James Thomas, Robert Shepard. So, you know, flash fiction, sudden fiction, flash fiction international, flash fiction forward. The New Micro, which is 300 words or less. I've got Death Row Hugger actually is in New Micro. Oh, wow. Um, and then there's a new one coming out to Flash Fiction America that I don't think that's going to be out till next year. But those guys have been the pioneers of Flash Fiction for 30 years now and really committed to finding Flash Fiction voices and putting them out there where people can discover them. So I would say that's a great place to start. Yeah. 
And are there any workshops perhaps you can suggest for the beginner? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of workshops. I couldn't possibly give you um, an overview of them because I don't even know. A lot of people <laughs> who've been writing flash fiction are now teaching um, online workshops. I teach online workshops. All of mine are full for now, but I've got a couple things coming up. So in November, I do my annual Flash Nano Challenge, which is uh, meant to be kind of a sister challenge to the NaNoWriMo that mm. happens in November with people writing novels in a month. So we do 30 stories in 30 days in the month of November, which sounds like, oh, yeah, that'll be easier until you realize <laughs> you have to come up with 30 different story ideas. So it's also awesome. And I send little prompts and uh, things throughout the year. So you can sign up for that. It's free. You can sign up for that at my website, which is nancystolman.com. And I will be opening up some more workshops in the winter. I just filled all my workshops for fall, but I'm also teaching retreats. I teach flash fiction retreats kind of all around the world, which has been really fun. I just taught one in uh, Spain and Colorado, and I'm about to open next year's workshops probably in October. So again, if you head over to my website and sign up to get kind of early access or early notification, then I will let you know when that happens. And then I would just say kind of looking for flash fiction community, you know, whether that's on Facebook. I've got a a group that I run on Facebook, Flash Fiction Lovers. You can always jump in there. Mm. But yeah, there's so many great workshops out there. So yeah, yeah. Another great resource that I can recommend is actually Going Short, An Invitation to Flash Fiction, (laughs) the audiobook by Nancy Stolman. I listened to the audiobook and First of all, I loved it. I feel like it really is kind of a workshop because I felt like I was getting one-on-one coaching from you directly. So I don't know if you've ever thought of it in that way, but what prompted you to publish your book in audio format? You know, I've always wanted to do an audio book and I feel like because of the pandemic and because of people's, you know, changing consumption of their books and and all of that, that it just felt like the right time. And I'd never recorded an audiobook before. I've been in the studio for other things, but this was my first time. And I, I insisted if I was going to do it, that I had to be the narrator. I just think it makes a difference if, you know, the writer has um, personality enough to, to read their own book. You know, I don't know that it would work for everybody, but for me, it just felt really important that I was able to do that. So I love that you're, that you were feeling that kind of one-on-one thing happening. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that that's opened things up for people because I've heard, you know, some people, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they prefer the audiobook, they prefer listening. Um, Some people, many people have told me that they've done both, that they've read it and they've listened to it. We learn things differently. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a professor. So, you know, we learn things through audio, we learn things through visual, we learn things, you know, through doing. So yeah, it just felt like I was going to reach a wider audience that way. And that is 100% what's happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So where is your writing journey leading you next? Do you have a new book in the works? I do. I have a book coming out next March. It's actually the pre-sales just opened. So it's a flash novel. It's a book that I've been working on since before the pandemic. I actually finished it March of 2020. So basically, as the pandemic was happening, I finished this book. And this book is made up of flashes, it tells a bigger story. And it's very much a dystopic kind of story. Mm. And then I finished it in 2020. And then all of a sudden, the world just went 
like to pieces. <laughs> and I basically watched my book come true in this slant way. Not exactly because I wasn't, you know, not Nostradamus or anything, but it was like all of a sudden all the all the things that I had talked about, all the human nature and social kind of things that I was picking up on, they all just happened, you know, in this yeah. way. And so even though my book is satirical and funny and, you know, all these sorts of things, now that we live in a different world than when I wrote it, it seems to kind of be pointing at things that it didn't even know was going to happen. So I'm a little nervous. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm excited and nervous to have it come out and see what people think. But yeah, we just got the cover done and we just like put up the thing. So it's coming up from Mason Jar Press and it's pre-sales are open now. It's called After the Rapture oh. and I've got it up on my website as well. So I'm excited and I'm kind of come up with some fun things for people who order it pre-sale, you know, maybe some fun like early book clubby things or Zoom things. I'm yeah. not sure yet. I'm trying to figure it out, but I know it's a long time to wait. So I want to make it fun for people who pre-order. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh, it does sound good though. I'm, I'm excited and I'll put links to yeah. it in our, uh, on the Thank show notes. You. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, Nancy, is there anything else you wanted to add today? Mm -hmm. You know, I was so floored when uh, Going Short won the Reader's Gold Award. I was in the car when I got the email I, <laughs> and, and I opened it up. I was driving across Nebraska and, um, well, I wasn't driving, I was in the passenger seat. And I opened up my email and I was just like, what? You know, and it was just, it really validated 10 years worth of work for me. It really validated that um, what I had to say, what was demanding that I write it, uh, really reached the people that needed to hear it. And so as a writer, all of you writers out there who know that sometimes that work can be very lonely, it was such an amazing celebration of words finding, you know, finding their people. So mm. I so appreciate you guys and what you do. Oh, thank you. So Nancy's book, Going Short, An Invitation to Flash Fiction, won the 2020 Reader Views Literary Awards uh, Gold Award in the writing and publishing category. So check it out, and I'll put the Amazon link uh, to the book in the show notes. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for joining me today. It's really been a pleasure getting to talk with you and learn more about you and your work. And I look forward to your next book coming out in 2023. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Thank you for joining me today for my interview with Nancy Stolman, author of Going Short, An Invitation to Flash Fiction. To learn more about Nancy and her work, visit her website at nancystolman.com. And be sure to check out our other interviews on InsideScoopLive.com.